I probably wouldn't be watching the trial of Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin for the death of George Floyd if a 17-year-old named Daniela Frazier had not pulled out her cell phone and recorded the incident on May 25th last year. Frazier's video went viral after she posted it on Facebook, which led to a summer of protests and the trial people around the world are watching with me. In a recent panel hosted by Searchlight New Mexico and Center Santa Fe, four photojournalists examined the state of the forum today. Its title, Getting the Picture, Telling the Story. Now retired, Jose R. Lopez was a photojournalist and photo editor for the New York Times for 31 years. He was part of the team that won a Pulitzer Prize in 2002 for its coverage of the 9-11 attacks on the World Trade Center in New York City. Lopez noted that the sharing of photographs on social media today is seemingly boundless. The lower left-hand corner of this screen, 350 million pictures uploaded to Facebook every day, 4.5 billion pictures shared on WhatsApp every day, 100 million pictures uploaded to Instagram every day. I just wanted to share the fact that if you're interested in what the state of photojournalism looks like today, you should log on to the World Press Photo website and see what kind of work is being done across the world. Panelist Michael Beninoff is an Albuquerque-based freelance photojournalist who travels to faraway places to shoot photos and write stories. He described his beat. Most of my work uh, really focuses on international stories about marginalized traditional communities, especially nomadic people, whose age-old ways of life are threatened by a a rapidly changing world. Beninoff showed a photo he took of four young men carrying a yearling water buffalo on a rack on their shoulders high in the Himalayan mountains. When most people see uh, this picture, their first reaction is, what is going on here? You know, where in the world is this? And what are these guys doing? And that curiosity that gets raised then opens up an opportunity for me or for the story uh, to explain that these guys are uh, nomadic water buffalo herders and they are carrying a buffalo with a broken leg up and over a Himalayan pass. And it also then leads into explaining that they belong to a tribe that's facing some really serious existential threats. Uh, because their traditional lands have been turned into national parks and the government is trying to push them out of the mountains and settle them in villages, which will totally destroy their culture. Ada Trio grew up in Juarez and studied painting. Now she's based in Philadelphia. She said that she became a photojournalist as a response to the political climate in 2016. And when the the conversation started to, to get under the Trump administration, demonizing immigrants. I felt, and some media outlets followed, and people started believing it. I was like, this is not true, this is not true, and people have to know the truth. But I feel that when you focus on the masses, it's very difficult. You have to have some mass shots, obviously, to tell a story. But I like to show also individuals Photojournalists like Benanoff and Trio have access to the people they cover, often because they're the only ones who join the migration. It strengthens the story. 
when I travel with caravans or with migrants, I travel as one of them. I don't go and stay in a hotel. I don't, none of that. I eat what they eat. I stay where they stay. I walk when they walk. And for me, this is very important in order to be able to explain the journey and how difficult this journey is. Longtime Northern New Mexico photographer Don Usner moderated the panel. I interviewed him after he returned from a recent trip as staff photographer for Searchlight New Mexico, which aims to provide images that spark compassion and tell great stories. I just got back from Gallup, and I was working on a story about low-income housing and rentals, and I saw some of the most deplorable living conditions I've ever seen. And it's a day-to-day reality for these people, and, and they're good people, and they're, they're trying to make a life for themselves. And it's um, right here and now, there's, there's plenty of injustice and suffering that should be brought to light and people need to be more aware of. It's not just professional photojournalists who can show the world what's going on. Now that cell phones have cameras, all of us have opportunities to capture news as it's happening. I asked Usner to share a few tips for those moments. One of the instincts a photojournalist tries to cultivate is to go towards the action. He also issued a warning for would-be photojournalists. There is sort of a fine line there between allowing yourself to be in the presence of what's happening and willing to put, place yourself there in order to record it and protecting your safety. And, and also, very important to not put other people at risk by you getting in the way, by causing people to uh, stumble and fall or blocking their access to escape. Or It's really important to not become a problem in the unfolding scene before you. In addition, all the panelists agreed that a person should not shoot photos without the permission of the people in the shots, unless, of course, they're shooting large numbers of people. Usner also reminded people to remember their humanity. Some of that has gotten out of control where everybody's looking for the clever image or the dramatic video and perhaps ignoring the fact that there's often something more important to do than taking the picture. You know, I think of the story of the photojournalist. Um, I wish I could give you the names and details, but he was photographing famine in Africa and saw an infant in a kind of abandoned field and a vulture approaching the infant. And he saw the dramatic picture, took it and turned away and didn't insert himself and save the child. And, And he was haunted by that the rest of his life. Daniela Frazier testified at George Floyd's trial that she too is haunted by her own failure to try to help save his life even though she felt she was in danger when Officer Chauvin reached for his mace. Ada Trio said she had to step back from her coverage of immigrant caravans after seeing all that she's seen. Yeah, it's taken a big toll on me, and I'm taking a little bit of a change in direction precisely because of that. Still, I will still cover immigration, but I need a little bit of a change um, right now because I've seen horrible things. It's very difficult, even though I, I started even seeking therapy for it, because I, it really haunted me. One advantage that professional photojournalists have is a built-in audience. 
Ada Trio has published her photos in The Guardian and Smithsonian Magazine, among others. Michael Beninoff has published his stories and photos in publications like The New York Times and Sierra Magazine. He notes that with so many photos and videos uploaded daily, so many of them expressions of pain and suffering and even death, there's always the possibility of capturing someone's attention with a powerful moment caught on camera. You know, there's so many problems in the world that nobody has the bandwidth to care about them all. You have to give people a reason to care. And photos are a great way of kind of setting that hook and helping that to happen. A Zoom recording of the photojournalists panel discussion is at searchlightnm.org. For KSFR News, I'm Deborah Beagle.